if I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here, and you're listening to another episode of the Riggs Ramblings podcast. This is episode number 43, and today we're going to talk about moving more, or for want of better words, are we moving less? So to follow up on this week's Riggs Ramblings email, I hear this a lot, especially amongst my one-on-one clients, is that when they get, you know, later later sort of stages of um, perimenopause or menopause as such, that... You know, I sort of hear the terms, well, you know, what used to work doesn't work anymore and um, I can't really understand why I'm, I'm, you know, I'm active. But as we age, of course, there are always going to be nuances. So there is always going to be health markers. There is always things like polycystic ovaries, uh, menopause. There is economics. There is social um, economics as well. Not always the same thing. Um, there is environment, you know, the amount of food and services regularly available to us, there's your health, there's loads of nuances. But in terms of general population, as we do get older, the impacts that, you know, the drop in hormones um, and things like that have on our body is actually minimal. So it can't actually solely be responsible um, for what we're experiencing so what I do find is that our activity levels as we get older can drop so I'm not always necessarily talking here when I say about activity levels or moving more or less I'm not really always talking about structured exercise so you know if you're training and running and going to the gym and it's not making a difference as you would like it to be and I say, well, sometimes we still need to move more. I'm talking more about your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And that's the exercise or movement we do when we are not purposely exercising. I mean, I've done a previous podcast on these. Um, and what that sort of is, is the things, you know, as we get older, things change. So, you know, for instance, in this household where we've got a house full of teenagers now, I'm no longer running after four toddlers um, I'm not in and out of the car doing kindy runs play dates most of these teenagers take themselves to sport if they're not playing sport they are active on them sit with themselves on their motorbikes and I go mountain biking with my youngest but you know I'm not constantly pushing swings in the playground or bouncing on the trampoline or you know I'm still doing endless amounts of washing but it, how much you move around your children as they age, changes. And if you don't have children, as we age, you know, are you involved in as many sports clubs? Are you involved in as many activities or communities? Or has your physical job changed? Are you no longer on the end of a shovel, for instance, and now you sit in a desk at a desk all day? You know, that instantly drops all of that physical activity that you used to do. You know, is your car park in the same building as your job now, where you used to park? 
you know, rule of thumb in Invercargill was everyone parked on Calvin Street and walked to work from there. Um, it's all of those things that do actually add up, and it's quite significant. And so you will see around that a lot of trainers uh, online will be encouraging people to get their steps up. So, you know, generally you'll see you know, 7,000, 10,000 steps, for want of better words. I mean, the 10,000 steps comes from a Japanese pedometer way back before the Tokyo Olympics in the 40s, I think. But it's a very efficient way of encouraging people to move more is by targeting your steps. 7,000 steps is roughly about half an hour to 45 minutes walking. And honestly, if you've got a sedentary job and you don't exercise other than that, then I think something like that could be a really good target for you Um, because it helps us to move. It's still utilising all of our energy systems. It is still helping us to have a good healthy ticker. It's helping with our circulation. It's helping with our cholesterol. Um, building you know dense bones all of those really really good things but it also helps us with that whole well I don't know where this extra five kilos came from Um, that extra five kilos probably came from the fact that you're moving less so I'm just going to look here at activity levels from the um, the health.government.nz website so this is an older um, article uh, written in 2021, so kind of mid-pandemic, I suppose you could say, for here in New Zealand. So it's probably a little bit outdated. Um, However, it gives give us a really good indication. So it's the data and statistics on activity levels for New Zealand children and adults. And so in 2021, what they found was that 51.7% of New Zealand adults, which is around half, uh, it was half clearly, um, funny, <clears throat> did at least 2.5 hours of exercise over the week. So you'll often see me on my social media say, oh, have you got your 150 minutes in? 150 minutes of exercise over the week works out to be about 27 um, minutes a day. So that's what, just over two, so that's your 2.5 hours, give or take. So men are more likely at 55.3% than women at 48.3% to do at least 2.5 hours of activity in the past week. And one in eight uh, adults, 12.5%, are physically active for less than 30 minutes a week. And it does go on to um, social and ethnic groups, um, which I'm not really going to dive into here. And then kids' activity levels. uh, The survey for the children was done in 2019, so just as we were probably about to learn that the world was going to stop. 7% of children and young people aged between 5 and 17 met the guidelines of at least one hour of moderate moderate activity a day only seven percent not much eh? most children and young people at 94 percent do however do participate in weekly activity to some degree boys are more active than girls maori spend more time being active than non-maori children and young people um and around two and five children aged five to 14 usually used active transport e.g walking cycling or skating to get to and from school uh, screen time's another wee thing there as well. So just going by that, you can kind of see, well, shivers, those numbers aren't exceptional. What can we do to make this better? And A, you could, you know, get your steps up. Um, but B, it's to really think about the things 
you know, that we used to do that burns energy. So if you think about, I'm not so much of a fidgeter now, but I generally, people say, well, you go and your pants, you can't sit still. Um, I can sit still. I can sit on the couch for just as long as anybody. But like if I look at my uh, son, James, who's a true fidgeter and he can't um, sit still. And he's been like that his whole life and he's incredibly lean and literally it's because he keeps fidgeting. So even something like fidgeting um, utilises our energy and it, we actually are burning energy so utilizing those calories from our food without actually actively exercising he burns quite a lot because he fidgets and can't sit still um, it's things like walking out to your mailbox every day depending how far away your mailbox is of course if you're rural sometimes they can be a road it's the activity we get hanging our clothes out on the clothesline it's walking you know further to work it's going and walking around the shops taking the dog for a walk walking around the parks going and exploring in your backyard biking to work instead of taking the car there's lots and lots of things we can do that actually will get our neat up our non-exercise activity thermogenesis and then of course if you're not actively moving per week then possibly there's something you could look into uh, strength training in the gym or at home for instance is recommended between three to five times a week I mean gosh once is not really enough but if you can get it in twice a week it's better than not at all um, you know walking biking running cardio all of those things that's at baseline recommended at 150 to 300 minutes a week you don't have to join a gym if you're intimidated by one. There's plenty of things you can do at home um, with for free or cheap as chips with online programs that don't require a lot of fancy gear. Um, or you, places like Kmart that do sell some really good basic weights that you can lift at home and you know download a free training program or buy my one. Um, funny, you know. Or if being that little bit more social is your gym, going to a group fitness class at the gym, or like we do in Riverton or Itauta, those wee group fitness classes. Um, loads and loads and loads of way to pip your interest. Go orienteering. Take up adventure racing. Buy a bike. Um, but honestly, the best thing you can actually do to move more is walking. It's free. Um, as we head into winter here in New Zealand, I mean, you're probably quite like to own a semi-decent jacket but it doesn't cost much to get out in nature it doesn't cost anything at all and we actually need to prioritize and make time for it if we are not making time to get some form of exercise in then there will be consequences to it later in life there's probably consequences to it now and you just don't realize things like cholesterol and blood pressure if you're not getting these regularly checked by your doctor how do you know if you've got a problem probably don't until you actually have a reason to and that's never really a great indication of health um yeah weight is certainly not a marker so I'm not going to say that of course but it's also how you feel like if you do have a sedentary uh, job that has you sitting for near on 40 hours a week you know what exercise are you doing can you move more can you fit in some walking to and from work or attending a yoga class in your lunch break like they're walking around the park walking around the city um there's lots of things we 
can actually do we just have to do it and I realize that's easier said than done and not everybody likes to exercise and not everybody wants to exercise and this is kind of a little bit where you've got to be the adult here that's fine if you don't want to exercise and move more then that's okay but you also have to realize that at some stage in your life there probably would be a consequence of this um I sure as shit don't want to break a hip at 70, so I'm going to continue to lift weights and move as much as I can to minimise my risk of that. Um, There's not a huge family history of heart disease or high blood pressure in my family. Um, There is more serious ones like frickin' bowel cancer and um, lymphatic cancer and things like that that I'm trying to bloody actively avoid. But... Yeah, those things. I still want a healthy heart. I still want my cholesterol to be in check. I um, want to be able to get to the stage that when these kids in my house have kids that I can run around after them. Um, you know, I saw a, a grandfather taking his grandson mountain biking the other weekend at a mountain bike race. I want to be able to do that with my grandchildren should they be interested. There's loads of things and there's loads of reasons aside from our health markers that should encourage us to be active in some way shape or form and if we choose not to then that's fine we also choose those consequences and there will be consequences I'm not here to frighten you but there will be it's statistics it's proven and it's it's out there so yeah like let's not go down that negative um, bandwagon but more the positive positive bandwagon so yeah really want you to think about you know moving more and essentially um why we say or what hasn't what used to work doesn't work anymore or I'm definitely doing the same thing but like need to ask yourself are you um one client that I've had said oh you know you know I'm still running and that and I was like oh yeah yeah that's great how many times are you running are you running the same amount of times per week she goes yeah yeah no I'm still running sort of three three days three to four days a week and I was like yeah and um are you still doing the big events and how far are you running and she's like oh well yeah I'm running sort of 5k's a day and I was like well what did you used to do and of course she was a marathon runner and was running huge miles and now runs 5k's each time she's running so she's still running and it's awesome and it's amazing and I'm so super stoked that she's still running however her distance is a quarter of what it was so she is moving a quarter less so you know it's when we sort of start to reflect we can go oh yeah okay it's not actually the same as what it was what can I now do to prove it? And I mean, it doesn't mean you've got to go and become this massive athlete. Get your knee up. Start moving more. Walking more. Playing games with your kids. I mean, I know going into winter, it's not great. Cricket on the lawn. Um, Pilates. Yoga. There's lots and lots of things you can try out for free that are on the internet and YouTube. I mean, honestly, I'm still going to tell you not to get your advice from untrained or unqualified people because that really rattles my cage. But... There's loads of ways that, yeah, we can move more. Um, Pick up a game like squash or um, go rowing or walking, 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 walking. Get 300 minutes of walking in. You know, five to 7,000 steps a day. If you're inactive, walking is the best thing to get you active. Walking. Start by going to the mailbox. And then the next day, go to the mailbox twice. And then the third day, go to the mailbox three times. And then extend it out, go to the end of the street or the end of the road. It's basically how we improve our running for distances by just adding 10% each week. You know, add 10% to a walk to the gate. 
everybody seemed to crave and want to do all of this walking when we were in lockdown. What's changed? We're back at work, yes. Our time is not our own anymore, yes. I understand that people, you know, have to make time for exercise. But I hate to break it to you. I have to make time for exercise. Everybody has to make the time for it. I work the same amount of hours as everybody else. I just work them differently. Somebody actually did say that it's okay for you because, you know, of your job. Um, yeah, I get that. I'm... I have more flexibility during daylight hours, won't get me wrong, but um, I still work the same amount of hours as everyone else, and I still have to make the time <coughs> to exercise, it just happens to be that my evenings are during the day. I'd love to get up at this time of day, um, which at the moment is half past six, uh, which I could have gone exercising this morning clearly, but I needed to record this, record this podcast, but I work three mornings a week. So I literally are training other people in the times that I could be training. I work four nights a week, so that's me working at nights when everyone's finished work and they're at home eating their tea and watching telly. Like, you know, I'm not trying to justify it here. I have to fit it in, and it just so happens that I fit it in during the day. So I know on the outside looking in, it looks like I have all the time in the world to go and train, but I don't. I have the same amount of hours in my week as everybody else, um, and I have to make it happen. And I'm coming out of like the biggest fog I've ever had post coast. It's been really hard to get a you know to get moving and get a regular routine going again. And I'm back now at, into it. Like I've you know back doing it at the gym three to four times a week, running and biking, and um, or kayaking's kind of um, coming back with a race this weekend. It's it's been something that I've really had to dedicate the time to get happening I really had to put myself out there and so I just sort of made plans like with going biking I thought oh, I wanted something different so I've downloaded um, a checkpoint challenge that uh, one of the local cyclists has made up on a website um, I'm writing my own gym program clearly that's a huge privilege uh, so that I'll eventually be able to market that so that's what I'm doing in the gym um, and I'm just running as far as I want to run it's all sort of zone two running and I'm exercising the dog at the same time all purposeful exercise, but uh, this podcast is a little bit more about that non-purposeful. So I set out a challenge uh, yesterday on the Monday was to be, can you get your 7,000 steps in today? And not a lot of my clients got 7,000 steps in. So maybe that's something you could focus on is getting in 7,000 steps a day. You know, most people have smartwatches or smartphones, download a pedometer or an app and measure your steps. Park your car further away from work. Go for a walk in your lunch break. Rally up the troops and go for a walk around in your lunch break. Get some company. Think about, you know, luxing your house more. Not saying that you need to lux your house more, but luxing your house is a great form of, of non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Washing windows, doing the gardening, mowing the lawns. It's all using exercise. It's all utilising all of those energy systems. And I guarantee you, if you start thinking about moving more, or if you've been moving less, then it might just give you the wee sort of light bulb moment um, that you're after. You know, I I see a lot of trainers who solely work online have generally, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> got those walking, <coughs> excuse me, crikey dick, let me just have a wee sip of water. Who am I kidding, that's coffee, it's half past six in the morning. Um... They have walking pads, so when they're doing all of their online consults at their computer, they're actually on a walking pad at a standing desk. I mean, I know that's not in everybody's budget, but I think that's absolutely incredible as they 
you do it on a treadmill if you have one, you know, as they're doing their client check-ins, they're walking and getting their steps in. Um, so start there. Please start there. Please move more. I am never not going to tell somebody to move more. It's important. It's great for your health. It is great for your mental health. It doesn't have to cost you money. Not everything has to cost money. But yeah, think of ways you can um, move more. Let us know. Like, give us, send us an email. Flick us a message on our socials of how you're moving more or how this podcast has encouraged you to reflect and look back and, and realise, well, actually, I'm not moving as much as I used to. I'm not running around after the kids anymore. They've all run, moved out of home or they're all at an age where you're, you're not bending down and, and tidying up after them all the time. Oh, am I kidding? Crikey, dick. doesn't matter how old they are. You're still going to be cleaning up after them. But you know what I mean? Like, you're not picking up all the toys off the floor from toddlers. We're not up and down playing board games all the time. They're more sedentary if they're older because they're on devices. You're on a device. That's probably the biggest thing. How long do you spend on your device post-work? You know, I get a lot of people say, I don't have time. Do you? Or don't you? Uh, I've put a timer on Facebook and Instagram. So that timer is an hour a day. Um... That actually includes when I'm working, so a lot of time when I look like I'm on Facebook, I'm actually on Business Suite doing my social media for the rig, and um, tell you what, that mark, that limit comes up, and I'm like, wow, that's an hour gone already, so that's an hour that I could have gone out and done something else, so yeah, how much time are you on social media? Maybe you could use that time more efficiently. I'm not having a go, I'm not having a crack, I'm just... Asking you, are you moving more or are you moving less? And if you're using, if you can't find why the weight's not shifting or you don't feel as good about yourself or you know your clothes don't fit as good, they're the questions you need to be asking yourself long before you start heavily restricting yourself, starving yourself, or over exercising. Just look at your daily habits. Ask yourself at the end of the day, how much did I move today? And a really good indicator is the steps on your watch. Woefully inaccurate, but they will give you the indication of whether you have moved or not. So that's my early morning rant for you this week on our podcast. I thank you for joining us. Do save us as our fav- as your favourites, rather. It's certainly my favourite, always sitting here having a bit of a yarn. Uh, yeah, and I can't wait to see where this takes us.